0: Hi there, welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast about public speaking and speaking up. If you struggle with saying what you want to say on stage, on camera, or in conversation, you're in the right place. I'm Angela Lucier, your host. I'm also an author, professional speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. If you want to practice the tips you learn on this podcast, you can check out a Speaker Sisterhood club as a guest for free. Learn more at speakersisterhood.com. Hey, welcome back to Claim the Stage. So I should say I should like reintroduce myself. I feel like I've been gone forever. It's been a while. If you listen to the last couple episodes, you know that I was moving. And I moved on April 30th. It's now, what, like May 18th? I don't even know where the last two and a half weeks went. It's been a blur. Because there was the whole, like, packing and tag sales and all that. But then when I got here, it's like, well, now I don't know where anything is. (laughs) Like, making breakfast would take 45 minutes just to find, like, a knife and a plate and, you know, like, where it's I've just been my world has been upside down and I I feel like I am now finally coming back to the planet and I'm sorry I've been gone for so long but I couldn't think I really couldn't think and every time I'm like oh I need to I need to make a podcast episode I'm like what am I going to talk about like how to organize your cabinets I don't have I can't think so I just didn't do it and I think that it was a service for you and for me so Today, I finally have something to say, and it's because it's a topic that comes up all the time. And when it came up again today, I thought I should talk about this on the podcast because I don't think I ever have. And it's something that is so closely related to the public speaking experience that I'm shocked that I haven't talked about it before as its own episode. And the topic is the vulnerability hangover. And if you don't know what this is, it's all the stuff that happens to you after you do something vulnerable. And you might be familiar with it because it sounds like, what did I just do? (laughs) Something along those lines. So let me back up a little bit. Let's say you gave a speech. You shared something personal. Or you shared an idea. You shared a solution to a problem that you thought could you know, changed the organization, would wow your bosses. And you allowed yourself to be judged and get feedback on whatever it was that you said. And you did the scary thing in front of other people. And you were proud of yourself for the first three seconds after you sat down. And then the vulnerability hangover started with, why did I say that? That was boring. I think I just overshared. I was the worst in the group. I totally bombed that. That was a terrible idea. I could never come back here. I have to quit my job. (laughs) Everyone else was so much better. Ever done that? It is so common after you open your mouth and make yourself vulnerable in front of other people to then have this internal dialogue about why you're the worst person ever. And I want to talk about why it happens. And I also want to talk about how to deal with it when it happens because it's inevitable. It will show up. And so today's episode is three ways to manage the vulnerability hangover. And please write these down and like save them in your wallet or on the notes app on your phone so that you can turn to it in moments of need, because I will promise you that you will have moments of need. And it's not just at work. It could happen when you're giving the uh, maid of honor speech at a wedding. It could happen when you have to speak at your local networking group. Anytime you're on the spot or you feel judged or you make yourself vulnerable, it will pop up. And uh, after difficult conversations, that's a big one too. Especially if you are vulnerable with someone that maybe you don't feel safe around. Afterwards, you're going to be in that why did i say all of that why did i open myself up to that person what was i thinking so here are three ways to deal with it the first is to invite it and expect it you know when you know it's coming you can prepare for it kind of like after a night of partying or drinking maybe you're not a big drinker today but you were in your college days or at some point in your life Bring yourself back to that time. You're getting ready to go out with your friends. You're planning to have several drinks and what are you thinking about? What do I have on the schedule tomorrow and will I be able to do it? (laughs) Maybe in anticipation you cancel tomorrow's early morning meeting or maybe you lay out your outfit for work because you know you probably won't be making good decisions when you wake up. Or maybe you buy Gatorade to prepare and drink when you get home. Or you eat a greasy burger after all the drinking to reduce the hangover symptoms. You you get where I'm going. When you can prepare for it, the effects aren't as powerful. And you also don't feel consumed by it quite as much because you know it's coming. So when you do something vulnerable and you can prepare for the vulnerability hangover, it makes the effects not as strong. So doing things like taking yourself out for a nice coffee after your difficult presentation or lining up a massage for you know the day after or right after you give a speech. You know, anytime you can treat yourself nicely after doing something difficult, it does help a lot with your self-care and with that inner critic that likes to show up and beat you down. And you may be asking yourself, like, why does the inner critic even show up? Like, where does this come from? And this is a a long answer, but I'm going to share it. It's I shared this on on many other episodes, but it applies here. So I'm going to talk about it again. And the inner critic its job is actually to keep you safe and it's attached to the amygdala the oldest part of the brain the fear center of the brain that's all about fight or flight it's the stress response so anytime that part of our brain thinks we're doing something dangerous that could actually like get in the way of our survival it tells us stories about why we shouldn't do it to keep us safe and surviving and the problem with that part of our brain is that it hasn't upgraded to today's society and the world we live in today. So anytime it senses any danger, it tries to shut it down. So this could be standing on the edge of a cliff where if you took one more step, you'd fall off the edge, which is real danger. You know, there is a, <laughs> a chance that you will not survive that. But standing on a stage and giving a speech is not real danger. It's dangerous for our ego, but it's not dangerous for our survival. And I know this because I've given over 700 talks and like I've never once like died or felt close to death. (laughs) But my ego was definitely damaged when I felt insecure or I forgot what I wanted to say or I didn't have an answer to a question. And that's about as far as the damage goes. But because that part of our brain has not you know, like I said, like upgraded to today's society, it keeps trying to stop us from getting into these dangerous situations to keep us safe. So even after you say the scary thing, your brain is still trying to stop you from doing it uh, next time. So that's why the vulnerability hangover happens because it's trying to stop you from from doing something that could be unsafe for your survival. And when you can actually think about it that way when it's happening it also reduces its power because you know it's just doing the it's sort of like working through the system that it's built to do so it's doing it right and you can take yourself out of it and just see it for what it is and then wait for it to be over so that's the second tip is to just observe it but don't believe it when you think you are that fear voice or that inner critic you tend to believe what it says and But when you can get outside of it and observe it for what it is, you're no longer under its spell. You're just noticing it. And so if you can actually like write down the things you're telling yourself and look at it and say, oh, wow, my, my inner critic is really scared right now. It's really doing its job to keep me safe, but I know I'm safe. It's going to be okay. It can help to, again, just like reduce its power and reduce the time period that you're under its spell. So I can remember so many speeches where I'd sit down and go, I should never, ever do this again. I should just pick a totally different career. This was so embarrassing. I don't know what I just said. I just blacked out for a full 45 minutes and this was just just such a bad idea. But then when I was able to hear myself doing that, oh, okay, now I'm in a vulnerability hangover. My inner critic is strong and trying to protect me from danger. But there is no real danger. I'm just a person who's learning to be a better speaker. And of course, I'm not doing it perfectly because I'm a human. And of course, I'm going to make mistakes because that's just what people do. And were there good moments? Yeah. Did I do some things right? Yeah. Did I help some people? Yes. And so you can start to reframe it from this is the end of my life to, oh, maybe I'm just a, a person who's learning. <laughs> and then it really, it starts to take, take um, some of the power away from it. So that's number two is to just observe it and notice it, but don't believe it. And then the third way to deal with it is just to thank it for showing up. And instead of trying to like beat it down all the time and push it away and be afraid of it, instead just say like, hey, thanks for being here. You actually do help me in moments of real danger. Because if a lion showed up, you really want that part of your brain to be working, you know? And if if you're about to step off a curb and there's a bus coming, you really want that part of your brain <laughs> to be working. So whenever it is showing up, even if it's doing it at the wrong times, always say, hey, thanks. Like you're keeping me alive. So Even though you're annoying at times, I do appreciate your help. And even if it's not being very helpful at all, you know, you really really do want that part of your brain to be active. (laughs) So you can let it have its moment to shine and then move on with your day. So those are the three ways to deal with your vulnerability hangover. The first is to just invite it and expect it and plan for it. If you know you're going to be doing something scary, set yourself up for success by doing something awesome after it. And that could even be just setting up a five-minute call with a friend to like to share what happened and then get some support from that friend. That's a really easy, simple thing you can do every time to prepare yourself for the hangover because you know it's coming. The second is to observe it, but don't believe it and just let it be there and notice it, but... You know, you can work on the dialogue with it a little bit instead of just believing it and going, God, I am the worst person ever to be born. You can go, you know what? I did a great job today and I'm proud of what I did. And next time I'll I'll do an even better job. And then the third thing to do is to thank it for showing up because that part of your brain is really important, even if only half the time it's actually doing what it's supposed to be doing. (laughs) So that is it for three ways to manage your vulnerability hangover. If you have more questions about this part of the speaking process, f- please feel free to email me. I'm happy to take specific questions on the topic. If there's something I didn't cover or if you want more clarification on a part of it, we can we can do a part two, you know? This is actually a really big subject so we can keep talking about it. And if you think about public speaking as like a, a cycle, like from raising your hand to saying, yes, I'll give the speech, that's that's another moment of having a vulnerability hangover. Where you go, why did I do that to myself? I'm not even a good speaker. And you work through that element of the vulnerability hangover. And then there's the actual prep of the speech where you have another vulnerability hangover for all of the content you put into it before you even say it out loud. Putting your knowledge, your creativity, your experience, your ideas into a speech is vulnerable. So you might experience another vulnerability hangover right there, another one after you give your presentation, and then another one after you get the feedback, right? So just anticipate that you're not just going to have one, it'll keep popping up every time you make yourself vulnerable. And the more you expect it to be there, the easier it is to deal with. So that does it for me this week. I'm so excited that my brain is working again. I hope I don't have a vulnerability hangover after this podcast episode i probably won't because I, p- I feel pretty good about w- what i just shared but if i do i know how to deal with it so that's it for me i look forward to uh getting back on a regular schedule thanks for your patience and i will see you next week thanks so much for listening if you loved today's episode please leave a review on apple podcasts to say thanks Also, if you'd like to support the show and say thanks in another way, you can now do that by hitting the support button in the show notes. You can set up a monthly recurring payment of 99 cents to $10 to whatever fits your budget. All payments go directly to me. All right, I'd like to say thanks to Kelly Vogel for producing my music. This show is created in the Glitter Closet in Holyoke, Massachusetts, and it's a production of Speaker Sisterhood. That does it for me this week, you guys. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.